Hey guys, Tony Palo here from Equipping for Life. I am here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to equip you. I'm here to coach you. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to teach you tactical tools to overcome. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we'll see you guys around. Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. When Jesus, when Joseph named Jesus, we're reading verse 25. We're reading one verse, and then we're going to cover that whole section. Um, in fact, that whole section is called Joseph Accepts Jesus as His Son. Do you guys mark your Bibles? Yeah. Um, that, it's cool that you mark your Bibles. Make sure your Bibles mark you. Okay? Joseph accepts Jesus as His Son. So today we're talking about Joseph, which... We always talk about Mary, all the Christmas carols, all the Christmas cards. Um, everything's Mary. We don't read a whole lot about Joseph, <laughs> which I kind of feel bad about. Um, it's kind of like, okay, Joseph, this is your part. Okay, now go back. Go blend into the background. We don't need you anymore. He's mentioned. I like Matthew because it mentions him, and then he's mentioned again in, when Jesus is 12, and then that's it. Poor Joseph. Everybody say, poor Joseph. But the reality of this story was we just needed his yes. Like, this could have been bad. This could have gone all different ways. But in this section here, it says Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. Because in no culture is this story acceptable. No culture. Men, steadfast men. If Joseph came to steadfast men, Pastor Donovan, right? Pastor Carl, if Joseph comes to steadfast men, he goes, listen, I'm supposed to marry this chick, and she's pregnant, and it ain't mine. You would say, and I would say, break up with her. Right? Wouldn't that make sense? Are you sure? I never laid a hand on her. And she's telling me she's a virgin? This doesn't work out. The whole storyline is shady. Like Joseph, Joseph could have called Jerry Springer. Joseph could have called Maury Povich. Who's the one that says, Joseph, you are not the father? Maury. So Joseph could have easily gone and dragged Mary, 13-year-old Mary, onto Maury Povich. And Maury could have said, Joseph, you are not. And, and it would have been true. And Joseph, I mean, he would have been, I mean, he, the Bible calls him righteous. And he's a good guy. And he's going to put Mary away quietly and stuff like this. But let's talk about Joseph for a couple of minutes now. Okay, verse 25 says this. And Joseph named him Jesus. That's it. And Joseph named him Jesus. There's a particular um, stillness to this story, and there's a particular drama to this story. I want to really bring out the drama side of it because there's chaos. And when you really look at it, there's a lot of chaos culturally. Um, uh, philosophically, is a mess, is a disaster. There's nothing smooth about this. It's, it's crazy, yet God was in it. Did you hear what I said? God was in it. So some of you right now are like, man, I feel like my, I'm in a whirlwind. And, but God's in, God, it's possible that God's in it. And this storyline here, God is so comfortable, and he's so at ease with his sovereignty. He's okay with us making him feel, sometimes I go, God, I feel like God's lost control. Maybe God's not in charge. And God is okay with my perception of him because he's so powerful. Like God's not in heaven saying, oh, my goodness, um, uh, John is doubting me right now. Let me do something to try to impress him. He doesn't do any of that. 
And yet we have a storyline, there's a stillness to it, but there's a particular uh, uh, drama to it this morning. And the Gospel of Matthew tells it well. But let's read the whole section in verse 18. This is what it says in chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 18. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, right? But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, everybody go, wow, I can't believe she did that. She became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. And this is really honorable of him. He's a man of character, did not want to disgrace her publicly. And so he decided to break the engagement quietly. One version says that he decided to put her away. Okay? Now, I, even though they weren't married, one version says that they were, doing, they were in the process of being engaged or betrothal, which in this culture, uh, the, the stage of betrothal, which is one year before they got married, was so serious and so filled with covenant that if you wanted to break that, you had to get a divorce. But it was during a season where your mom or your dad picked your wife or husband for you. <laughs> You know, there's cultures still that do that, all right? So for those of you who are looking for a husband or a wife, just know and thank God. Just say, thank you, God, that I get to pick my own man and pick my own woman. But during this season, you didn't have that liberty. So Joseph wanted to put her away quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. God sends an angel. Joseph, consider these next three words, son of David. See, Joseph was the son of David. Jesus is not considered in the lineage of David. And it was something particular interesting that Joseph did that pulled Jesus into the lineage of David. Because we remember in Luke chapter 1 verse 32, the angel tells Mary, hey, this, your son will be from the line in the lineage of David. But the only way that that happened was because Joseph was involved. Joseph, who was part of the lineage of David, Jesus was not. The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, because it was a dream, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. So he didn't consummate the marriage. And Joseph named him Jesus. Any man in their right mind would have a problem in this storyline. Come on, can I hear the men? You would have a problem in this storyline. And it took God sending, because there's several times throughout Scripture where God sends an angel. And this is one of those times. And God will send an angel anytime he feels like his plan's in danger. Okay, so now for us, we don't need an angel, although if we had an angel show up, some of us still wouldn't be convinced. We don't need an angel because we have the word and we have the internal word of God, which is Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that administrates the word. So if you want to know the will of God, you read the word of God. So here we have this dramatic story 
that would be, that would qualify pretty much for any talk show, which we shouldn't be watching those talk shows because they're not really good for the soul, right? Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah, whatever. So we, there was nothing smooth about this plan. It didn't look good. It was an, a complete disaster, an utter mess, chaos, but again, God was in it. So we're going to see the apparent messiness of this plan. There are times in my own life when I walk through my own life and I'm like, man, this is a real mess. But if we discern ourselves and we discern the move of God and we discern the season, we will see the hand of God. And this could have turned out in so many different ways. I mean, Joseph should have and could have legally, according to law, taken Mary, bring her to the public square and say, she's pregnant and we don't know who the father is and, and, been right, and been right in stoning her, according to the law. But he didn't do that. In fact, the Bible says that he didn't want to disgrace her publicly. In fact, he, I'll just put her away. There are times when we don't understand the plan of God and we just want to put it away. We want to dismiss the hand of God. We're not operating in discernment and we don't know that this is really God. Let me just put it away. This is a complete mess and I don't have the mind of Christ and let me just rebuke the devil and put the plan of God away. And the devil's like, it ain't me. It's all God. Some of you right now are in a complete mess and you're like, what is happening in my life right now? God says, I'm in charge. You know how sometimes we go when we don't get something, we have God's in control. We just want to dis- almost like dismiss our sideways anxiety. God's in control. When we're not really meaning that, we're just saying it as a way just to attempt to dismiss all those ill feelings. God is in control. Meanwhile, God's saying, I'm not in control. You, you took it back from me. So here we have this incredible story. And in verse 25, which is our key, which is our key verse here, it says, Joseph names Jesus which is an indicator that Joseph decided to become the father. Because remember, Joseph wasn't the biological father. And the father, when we read the scripture, it was the father who, who had named the child. And Joseph was used in a very powerful way, a small way, to usher in God's greatest plans. And so we read throughout the entire Old Testament thousands of prophecies towards the Messiah And it's unfolding in a way that is completely unacceptable in any culture. Any person here would say, that's wrong, man. Dude, just we're going to pray for you now. We're going to pray that God gives you wisdom. But it's time to move on here. And God is so powerful that he's not phased when we perceive something that he's doing as chaos. Let's get this now. Oftentimes we'll say, God... We doubt God. Maybe we, don't, we, we lack our trust and faith in God. Things are going sideways. We quite don't, we don't understand. And, and God is com- completely comfortable. And in this case, God sends an angel. Now, what our version that we read today says, he was pledged to be married. During that one-year season, they didn't see each other when, you were, when your mate was chosen for you. Matt, right? Pretend like we were living in that culture today. You didn't get to choose your girlfriend, right? There's girls that you like, right? Right? You can't choose. Your dad chooses for you. And you don't get to see that girl. Gotcha? I'm, this is, no, this is back in the Bible, but not now. 
you don't get to see that girl until the day of your wedding. So you'd be like, oh, okay. Or, dear Jesus. So this was the season. This was, some parents are like, I wish we can go back to that season. Right, Sonia? Be like, hello, <laughs> James. All girls here, bro. Come on, man. So they were pledged to be married. And when the contract was signed, the woman, the man and the woman were legally pledged into this season of betrothal. Where the only way to break that season of betrothal was to be divorced. So Mary, who was 13, and Joseph, who was about 17 now, enter this agreement. So Mary now gives the news to Joseph. So Joseph notices there's something wrong with Mary. Something's up with this woman. So he says, what's wrong with you? Which is something you should never say, Tommy, to your wife. As you say to your never wife. What's wrong with you? Say something like, what's on your mind? And Mary unfolds the news to Joseph. And of course, the very first thing that Joseph is hit with is anger, frustration. He's hit with this bitterness, this this. this this sense of, of sadness because he knows he's not the father. And his first reaction was to divorce her. And that meant bringing her before the elders of Nazareth, telling them this woman is pregnant and they would stone Mary. And it would have been right. But God was not in that plan. God was in the plan that we would often dismiss as God's plan for our life. We want to dismiss things that don't seem right. We want to dismiss things that are unfair. We want to dismiss things that just don't work with us. But here, we're dismissing a plan that would have qualified to be on a talk show. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than ours. So you may be in that season. And I'm talking for those who are living and you are living, the, you are living in obedience and you are following God's word. Your life might be in chaos right now, but God, God doesn't see that as chaos. Isn't that cool? The way he said, we go, well, I'm in a crisis. God says, no, you're not. I'm walking with you. This is why when the disciples were in a storm, Jesus slept while everybody panicked. See, we have trouble sleeping when we're going through something. But the Bible says here that Jesus slept during a major storm and had no problem sleeping. And, and Joseph, in his righteousness, wanted to put away the plan of God. Hmm? How many times do we rebuke a process of the Lord in our lives that God said, don't rebuke it, that's me. In our lack of understanding, we put away the God, God, the God's plan. In, in our lack of a mind of Christ, we want to put away uh, the plan of God or a part of the plan of God. But it took an angelic visitation. There was a divine, there's a divine process involved to the story of Joseph. And the key thing that I notice about Joseph is that his life is so, his introduction into the entire Gospels is so small. Joseph, we need you here, buddy. Just say yes. We need you here, and then we need you here when Jesus is 12, and then that's it. It reminds me of the scripture in the book of Acts where the Bible says that David served his purpose, and then he died. That's it. James says your life is a vapor. Here today, gone in a minute, possibly. Seconds. So that's why it's so important that your relationship with Christ is, 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 is there. 
you are as valuable as your yes. So if you have a slot here and a slot here, just say yes. <laughs> you want to be the hero. I want to be the main character. You are as powerful as your surrender. You are as powerful as your yes. So what Joseph does now, which is I find very interesting in verse 24, this is it. Joseph wakes up and he did what the Lord commanded him. So just tell me what to do. I'm just, my life's a mess. I don't know what to do. Just wake up and do what the Lord tells you to do. How do I do that? We don't have an angel. I wish I had an angel. Sometimes an angel wouldn't even convince you because if it's not in your heart, when David says, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. We think so that I don't commit murder and, and incest and all this crazy stuff. It's not, those, it's not just those things. It's, Lord, may your word be hidden in my heart so that my heart and your heart lines up together. So that my plans, I don't know this struggle with finding the will of God. I don't know. We, there's nothing in scriptures that talk about our struggle finding the will of God. A life of surrender, a life of obedience, a life of revelation, and then you will know the perfect plan of God for your life. So Joseph here wakes up. How do you, he wakes up and does what the Lord commands it. This is what verse 24 says. How do you protect the process now? Discern what God is doing. How do you protect the integrity when you know God is involved? Wake up and do exactly what the Lord commands. Things are difficult, confusing. It's hardships in your life. It doesn't make sense. But God is still behind the wheel, my friend. God is still very much, he's still very much there. He, and somehow, I, the times that I panic are the times when I feel like I can't find a way to, I'll just say it, have control. <laughs> this is why when he told Noah to build the ark, an ark is just one big awkward bathtub. Has no rudder, no steering wheel. He didn't say, I want you to build a yacht. He said, I want you to build an ark. No, no front, no back. No gearing system. No, I know you're going on a cruise. You know, you can't see the captain. There's the captain. He's in charge. <laughs> none, none of that. God's in control here. So when we look at this, the, the storyline of, of, of Joseph, all these emotions of anger, frustration, and embarrassment. And what does he do? He knew God, he knew God was involved. He didn't even consummate the marriage. On the night of their honeymoon now, you know, when you go on your honeymoon, you're supposed to consummate the marriage, have sexual relations with your husbands, with your husband or, or wife. Joseph didn't do that. Why? He says, this is all God. This is God's idea. This is God's plan. This is God's seed. And it would have made sense if he would have said, hold on a second. If I plan it right, people will think the baby's mine. <laughs> How many of you have ever been to a wedding where you're like, oh, congratulations, hey, you're married? Mm. Two weeks later, they're pregnant. Be like, hmm, what happened? <laughs> no judgment, but I'm good at math. <laughs> hey. But when God's involved, you got to throw away the math. When God's involved, throw away the calculator. 
If you can calculate and it makes sense, chances are it wasn't God. If you can calculate and says, I got this through the process of the scientific method, I got it. It wasn't God. See, it took 100 years for Noah to build the ark. It just absolutely doesn't make sense. So Joseph says, I'm just going to take Mary and be quiet. How many times has your mouth disqualified you? Who's a run DMC? You talk too much. You never shut up. It's like, how is it? How come we can't put the shut to the up? Please don't open your mouth and sabotage what God has planned for you. Joseph says, I'm just going to take Mary as my wife. I know it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't calculate. It doesn't read. I feel like I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to close my mouth. Man, when God is about, this is why he shut up Zechariah when his, father, when his wife was uh, pregnant with John the Baptist. What did God do? He supernaturally stitched his mouth up. When the miracle happened, then you can speak. Because I don't want you to sabotage or disqualify what I'm about to do. And that includes social media. Well, I'm not talking. I'm typing. That includes that too. So Joseph now. He's afraid he's going to mess things up. He's a, he could have, I says, I want to clear my name, dude, man. I, I'm a righteous man. I'm a man of integrity. I want to I stand up for myself. I wanna, there's people talking about me, and I'm going to give them a call. Who is it? Who's talk, I want to call them and say, hey, I heard, heard I had, had, had happened, and I heard what you said. You know, sometimes you just want to say, let me just speak to them. I'll clear this up. God goes, Joseph said, and Joseph could have. And we would have said, makes sense. Joseph, yeah, man. You came to steadfast men. This thing, God's not bringing you a pregnant 13-year-old, man. This has got to go. God's got somebody else. Your soulmate is out there somewhere. Go back on eHarmony. Hey, that's all right. That's cool. That's all right. Make sure you put a, the most recent picture of you. I dare you put a picture, your first morning picture up. Then you know. But Joseph doesn't do any of that. Joseph could have cleared his name, but he said, I'm not going to speak. How many times have you spoken when you should have been quiet? Like more than a million times, right? For me, anyway. And then the majority, I'm not saying the majority of those times, it was like, yeah, it makes sense. Speak up. Speak up. God give you a mouth. Speak up. But in the speaking up to deal with things that you thought you wanted to clear, God's like, oh, no, I'm working in, I'm working in the chaos. See, people dismiss chaos and ignore chaos, but that's where I'm working. And it's tough to keep silent. But then he became convinced because this was God's plan. Trusting God doesn't mean you have to be comfortable. Trusting God often means you got to do away with your right to know all the details. Because the angel came and says, hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm not going to give you all the details. I'm going to give you some. And, but when you know some details, you operate in faith and not by sight. And how you handle God's plan for your life. And the plan doesn't go as Joseph planned. 
but the plan goes as it was prophesied for thousands of years. This was abnormal. This was unacceptable, but God was in it. And so maybe you're in that season right now where you're like, I'm just trying to make sense here. But if you made sense of it, then you wouldn't trust. You're trying to make sense. God says, I'll give you too much. See, last time God gave you a season of peace, you almost backslid. Is this conflict that keeps you close? Is this chaos that keeps me intrigued? Is this mess that keeps me mad enough to pursue God even more? And how do I pursue God? Right here. Right here. Joseph is commanded to personally name the child. Now, okay, so you're given a word. You're given a word. Okay, Joseph, this, take Mary as your wife, and this child's your child. And Joseph is commanded to personally name the child, which is very significant because it means that Joseph, in naming the child, he's acknowledging Jesus as his son. Okay? And this is important because the Bible says that Joseph was the son of David. And Luke 1.32 says the Lord will give Jesus the throne of his father, David. Jesus wasn't related to David. Mary wasn't related to David, but Joseph was. So Joseph had to name the child, and I don't know if he went through the process of adoption, but he had to adopt Joseph through a legal process. So now Joseph, who's the son of David, makes Jesus also the son of David. And God's in heaven saying, okay, everything's working according to plan. Okay, thank God. Okay, he says thank you. He says, every, every. So this, this plan is so complex that since the book of Genesis, everybody has to say yes at the perfect time. But the thing is, God is so powerful, he can work through your madness. If Joseph would have brought Mary to the Maury Povich show, God would have said, okay. It's all right. We're good. We're good. Many of the plans of a man's heart, but it's God's purpose that prevails. That's it. So your, your cause and my cause is through the chaos, through the mess, through the madness to say, you know what? I'm going to adopt God's plan. I'm going to name God's plan. I'm, I, I am not, Joseph didn't consummate the marriage. He said, I ain't, I'm not even going to mess with this one. Because they go back to their marriage bed and like, okay, let's go. And there's times where we're going to have to be like, this makes sense. I ain't putting my hands on this. This is God's plan. This is God's seed. And you know what? Your life could be in chaos because of obedience or your life could be in chaos because of disobedience. I'm not saying because you obey the Lord, everything's going to be peaceful. I am saying because you obey the Lord, God's going to bring about peace in your life. Something that's not, never going to happen when you're living in disobedience. But God is so powerful, he could work through your nose. He works through our yeses, and he works through our noes. And I, years ago, I always used to thought that when you disobey God, like the nation of Israel, he's going to make you walk through the desert for 40 years. Then I thought about Christ, man. You know, how many times has God, how many times have you missed the target, but yet God uses all the messes and madness of your life 
to bring you where you're at today. You know what I'm saying? This is it. God counted on Joseph saying yes, agreeing to say, all right, and this is not going to just be the baby daddy. He's going to be the biological father through a legal adoption, making Jesus part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. See how important your decisions are? So right now, even if you're, you feel like, you know what, maybe you're waiting. I'm just waiting for my season. Stop thinking like that. One day, one day, one day, one day is going to be good. One day I'm going to get that raise. One day I'm going to get that promotion. One day it's going to happen. One day my bank account. One day I'm going to get a car. One day, one day, one day. It's like, no, it's the here and right now. Discern your season. What is God, the Holy Spirit, accomplishing in your season right now? He, he, he's giving you his word. He's giving you the power of the Holy Spirit. So you might be in that season of chaos right now where the storyline just doesn't match up with what you had planned in your mind. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not how I planned it, God. But it's not how you planned it. It's how he prophesies it over your life. Just want to remind you, God's got you. He's in control. Stop waiting for the not yet and be a good steward of the right now. What is God saying to you right now? And right now, it's okay, God, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to name him Jesus. I'm going to accept Mary as my wife. I'm going to name the boy. I'm going to adopt him, giving him the earthly ancestry of King David. Your decisions have eternal and kingdom ramifications. Absolutely. So we surrender our hearts. Put your hand over your heart. Can we do that? Put our hands over our hearts, Lord. <laughs> hmm. Jesus, somehow our... Somehow our perspective sometimes gets a little cloudy, Father. But I thank you for shalom, peace. The Prince of Peace, right? Isaiah 9, 6, Prince of Peace. We place our absolute trust in you. And Lord, help us to stop identifying this as a crisis and identifying it as a moment of wonder. Help us to stop identifying this as a chaos and begin to identify it as a moment of opportunity. Help us to stop identifying this, Father, as madness and messy and begin to expect a miracle. We know that you choose methods that we wouldn't choose and we choose methods that you wouldn't choose. So right now we align our hearts with yours Help us not to run from, but to run to. And the times that we struggle, Lord, help us to keep our hands off the project and not to consummate something that does not belong to you. And to do away something that belongs to you, Father. Help us in faith and in wonder. Help us not to lose our wonder. Help us not to lose that awe. God, we've lost 
our ability to be impressed by you, Father. This is the story of Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. The ability to be impressed and to live in awe of the wonder, of the power of the Holy Spirit. God has a plan for your life. Don't put away the plan of God. Don't put your hands on something that God says, hold on a second, I'm working things out here. And it's taking a little longer because the last time I let you have it, we added a couple of minutes to the process. <laughs> Let's sing this song, please.